Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. I cannot change that and that's probably fine. This week's episode is full of mason jars, hot glue, and hubris because it's all about actor, host, and power mom. Is that a phrase? I don't know, but it sounds accurate. Anyway, this week's show is about the awesome Jennifer Landa's obsession with DIY projects. As always, you'll also hear our co-producer Sarah Meyer interviewing random human beings around Los Angeles and seeing how they feel about doing it themselves. Do they like DIY projects? Do they hate them? Do they save money, time, and the very resources of the earth itself by making salad bowls out of hubcaps? Is their life an unholy tapestry of yarn and sequins? Did their mom get bored one year on Easter and decide the whole family should spend the day ripping the carpet out of the dining room? Am I making this all about me? Probably. We'll find out what other people think. But before we dive deep into Jennifer's thorough obsession with doing it herself, I'd like to share a memory with you. I'm not going to say it's a repressed memory, but it is one that's been bobbing up to the surface a lot more lately. It is a memory about three things Jennifer and I ended up talking about a lot on this episode. Those three things are bubbles, Star Wars, and existential dread. When I was a very young child, a friend of my parents came to visit us on a nice, beautiful summer day. He rode a motorcycle, he wore leather, and he had a big beard. I was a little frightened of him because at the time I had a slight goat phobia, and he kind of looked like a goat. That is a story for another day and or counseling session. He quickly demonstrated that he was not an evil goat man, but instead a kind human man, very friendly and fun-loving. He brought bottles for the whole family, beer for my parents, and those little blowing bubbles with the wands for my brother and myself. And as we sat in our front yard, the sun shining down, he said, I tell you what, blowing bubbles is fun, but you know what's even more fun? catching them. If you blow a bubble, then catch it and bring it back to me. I'll give you $10. And if I were a cartoon, there would have been a little cash register noise. The pupils in my eyes would have been replaced with dollar signs and my heart would have been visibly pulsing out of my chest because $10 was not $10 to me. That was at least two Star Wars action figures, maybe three or four or 87 if I found them on discount. I didn't know. I was not good at math. All I knew was it was more Star Wars figures than I could imagine, and I could imagine a lot. And so my trial began. I blew hard, I ran hard, and I tried to catch gently. Now, I know this may shock you, rational adult listener who understands physics, but it is not easy to get a bubble to land in your hand and retain its structural integrity while you race it back to a beer-drinking goat man. Needless to say, I did not retrieve a bubble. I did not get $10. I think the man gave me $1, which was nice, but it didn't get me anything then. There was not installment plans on Star Wars action figures. I couldn't rent to own. I couldn't go down to the mall and buy, like, just Dengar's leg. But despite my annoyance, for many years, in my memory, this was basically a happy thing. It was a summer afternoon with a kind old man playing with bubbles, and I got a dollar. Nice, right? No. What an asshole. This nice, 
well-intentioned goat man basically taught me to chase the impossible. And I don't mean that in a feel-good motivational poster based on a greeting card, based on an after-school special, based on a TED Talk kind of way. I mean what the word impossible actually means in the English language. Not really difficult, not very challenging. I mean, actually, by the laws of nature, can't be done. Like starting a fire with your mind or getting good customer service from Time Warner Cable just can't be done. It was like he taught me existential dread. Is this what life is? Chasing the impossible? Catching something that is meant to burst as soon as you touch it? Is that the point of it all? Why not just sit down and give up? Just stare into the abyss and the abyss will stare back. That's not too bad. It's kind of nice, really. The abyss is actually a pretty good friend. You try to sit down and stare at any of your other friends, they don't stare back. They freak out. But despite all of this negativity, I still can't find it in myself to actually be mad at the weird goat man. I have lived most of my life teetering between existential dread and just stupid high levels of optimism. Bubble-catching levels of dangerously stupid optimism. The more I think about it, the more I realize this beer-guzzling goat enigma prophet gave me the basic building blocks of my life. He taught me my wildest desires could be achieved if I ran around like an idiot trying to do something that is in itself kind of stupid but also fun and to do all of that for the love of Star Wars action figures. I think we all need things to distract us, things that motivate us, things that propel us forward so we don't just sit down and have a blinking contest with the abyss and give up. We all need something to chase. And as a comedian who still likes Star Wars, probably an unhealthy amount, running around like an idiot so I can buy myself a Dengar is pretty good motivation in life. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk more about me. If you enjoy Obsessed Podcasts, you can support us by becoming a backer on Patreon. For as little as one buck a month, you'll get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes. Full info is on patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or you can support all of the artists on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artist button, and go buy anything on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. It doesn't matter what you buy on Amazon. This week, I'm recommending you go buy an original, vintage Dengar action figure from the original release of The Empire Strikes Back in 1980, mostly because I like this product description. There is a page on Amazon that says, It's Dengar, and he's out of the package and loose. Technically, those aren't good things, but it makes him sound so exciting to have a drink with. And if you want to get out of your package and get loose, I have some options for you. You can come see me at one of my shows. I do shows! Thursday, June 30th through Sunday, July 3rd, I'll be doing a new stand-up show, panels, podcasts, and more at Convergence, a pop culture convention in Minnesota. Then back in Los Angeles on July 8th, it's the next edition of my comedy game show with Hal Lublin called Head Cannon. For tickets and full info on all my shows, go to josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. But for now, get out your hammers, your knitting needles, your macaroni and cardboard, your blowing bubbles, and try to catch the impossible as you enjoy Jennifer Landa's obsession with DIY projects. 
and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a wonderful human being, Jennifer Landa. I am so happy to be here talking about my other love besides Star Wars. <laughs> it is great fun. So for people who don't listen to our other podcast, Force Center, can yes. you explain to people a little bit about who you are, what you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Jennifer Landa. I am an actor and also a host. I do weekly Star Wars videos on YouTube. I'm also a part of the Force Center team, the podcast, and I also do a solo show called The Jedi Beat, where it's kind of a more in-depth look at um, particular topics topic in the world of Star Wars. Oftentimes I like to go back into the archives and explore how did the Star Wars holiday special get made? You know, why were the Ewoks so hated? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, and the one that's coming out soon is going to be about the Jar Jar hatred. Yes, right? yeah. And one so, of the biggest parts of Star Wars fandom. Oh my gosh. Disliking Jar Jar. And I've always been a Jar Jar hater, but recently <laughs> I've truly changed uh, dramatically. And so part of that was because as I started looking at Ahmed Best, the actor that played Jar Jar, yeah. It, he really changed how I felt. And I realized, oh, my gosh, there's actually a person, right. you know? And as an actor, I really sympathized with him. Like, oh, my gosh, can you imagine what that would feel like? Right, because it was just, here are a bunch of very questionable decisions. <laughs> Execute them to the best of your ability. And he's Seriously. like, okay, day. Yeah. <laughs> he, tries. he was very eager. So anyways, yeah, I love uh, looking back and really diving deep into these types of subjects. Yeah, yeah. And for people listening to Obsessed who ha maybe haven't heard of Force Center because they don't bring it up enough, it is a podcast feed that's all about Star Wars. So there are multiple shows on it. And Jennifer uh, co-hosts with myself and Ken Knapsack on the main show and often appears on my show, Databank Brawl. And then Jedi Beat is Jennifer's solo show, which we always describe as like it's Star Wars NPR. Yes. Because you, you have great research. You like to be uh, knowledgeable and specific. Yes. And then you have a great NPR public radio voice. Thank you. Like, I, I would listen that. to you describe anything. Just like, <laughs> here's some mold I've discovered. I'm scraping uh, it off my cheese now. Now I'm making a sandwich and I, I would be entertained. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I do love NPR. It's my third obsession. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about your middle obsession. Yes. The middle child in between Star Wars and public radio, <laughs> which is DIY projects. Yes. Okay, so for you, when you say DIY projects, do it yourself. What does it mean to you? What kind of projects do you immediately think of? Immediately, I think of crafts. Okay. So anything uh, involving paper mache or this. <laughs> <laughs> is that odd? <laughs> uh, well, I have had some experiences with paper mache. My degree is in uh, visual art. And before that, I would do little projects all through school and discovered that, oh, I really like uh, being a visual artist. Like, So oh that's gosh. part of my background. Anytime people say paper mache, I made a very questionable in grade school paper mache mask of Snoopy's head <laughs> that I, in theory, could wear. And when I was moving to Los Angeles, I discovered it, and it's like, no. you know, kind of falling apart, and it was not particularly well made to begin with. So, like, at first, I couldn't remember what it was. Like, why did I make this horror mask? <laughs> And put it in a box. So that's what I think of when I hear paper mache. That's so funny. I made a mask too in kindergarten and it was bizarre looking. It kind of looked like, you know, where the wild things are, like one of those creatures, yeah. a giant head with horns and things like that. I didn't realize that you majored in the visual arts. I did. I was a studio art major as well. Oh, really? Okay, so the crafting yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, so you think of paper mache, you think of making things with your hands mm -hmm. and more artistic things than practical things? I, I like to sometimes make practical things. That definitely is more of my husband's forte because he okay. really has engineering brain. I am the ideas person. And I'm like, I want to make 
you know, a shadow box coffee table. And he's like, how are we going to execute this? Okay. So he did. And that's one of the big elaborate projects that I am still working on three plus years later. A shadow box coffee table. With Jabba the Hutt's throne room inside. <laughs> it's like a diorama. Now, can the diorama be switched out? Or is it um, always Jabba's Palace? It, well, because the glass is so heavy on the coffee table, we have to use a special you know, suction cup to lift it up. So it's pretty much in there for good for now. Okay. Yeah. I suspect your husband is going to come up a bit. Yes. Because, you know, he's your life partner and everything. And also that he's in on this DIY obsession <laughs> with you, it sounds like. I almost feel like, you know, it's an I Love Lucy episode whenever I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to start a project. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jennifer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what is your husband's name? Or I can just call him husband. No, you can, Josh. His Josh. name is Josh. Okay. So you and your husband, Josh. Yes. Do you do all your DIY projects together? Is that a passion <laughs> or is it... It's it's but a we, test of the marriage. <laughs> you know, it's brought us together. Okay. There have been times where he's come home and he's seen our kitchen table filled with Michael's bags and you know craft felt <laughs> and hot glue, and he's gone, "Oh my gosh, what are what are you up to now?" You know. Okay. Um. So it's it's a, definitely a solo thing, and also a thing that brings us together. Okay. So he has engineering background in. Practice, well, or that's the way he thinks. Yes, exactly. Okay. He's a, he loves to build things. And okay. So. so for you, for your DIY obsession, does it extend to like fixing things? Like let's tear out the shower and put in a new one together. No, but I do. I would love to try. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I asked you almost anything that wasn't obscene. And say, would you like to try it? I feel like just personality-wise, you'd be like, sure. You know, because I really, thanks to the internet, you can find (laughs) any sort of instructions online. It's incredible. And especially now with HGTV, which I've also become obsessed with, I get really inspired by how they transform these houses and bathrooms. And that's what we did. We we figured out our our bathroom and we renovated it. We hired someone to do it. Okay. But it was really um, gratifying. So for that, it was like TIY. It was like... Think of it yourself. Exactly. But then have somebody else do it. And hire someone else to hire, do okay, it. Okay, that makes me happy. Yeah, because uh, laying tile, you, you have to do it right. Yeah. It can turn out badly. I mean, more power to people who can do that and want to do that. I would love to. That learn. has been my battle with DIY. Like, mm. I feel like artistic stuff is all DIY. Mm-hmm. But the practical stuff, I my wife, Sarah, wants to do that stuff. Sometimes she can execute it really well. And then there's other times where things are like, that is a lot of work, and can we please, for the love of God, go into debt and just pay some motherfucker to do that to our shower? Because it's the right. last thing I want to do right. or can do. Right. My husband had a, a great idea at our old place, and he's like, I'm going to you know, set up our, our home entertainment system. So he had to run wires behind the wall. It was a huge project that left our, or the uh, behind the television. There was a giant hole. And he's like, <laughs> don't worry, I'll patch it up. And I'm like, why didn't we just hire someone? He was crawling in the crawl space. And this is oh. your husband, Josh. <clears throat> yes, Josh. Okay, so mm-hmm. Josh is in the crawl space. Yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. And- and then I can't remember what got stuck in the wall. And so, and it took like part of your soul, basically, because it took like six hours. And okay. after all that, it did work. So I commend him for that. 
Yeah. But there's some times where I'm like, do we really have to do it ourselves? And that, that's the thing for me. It's a, it's a, <clears throat> a special kind of uh, laziness mixed with pragmatism. Mm-hmm. When you're facing a project where the point is, it's kind of ugly that all the cords are hanging behind the TV. I know how to fix it. Make a big fuck all hole in the wall. Like, well, that <laughs> doesn't actually fix the initial problem. Right. And it sounds like Josh completed it. <laughs> yes. Eventually. He did. And, and now it's perfectly patched. Okay, good. Yeah, I just got to get my baggage out of the way because I'm coming. This Sometimes I don't have an opinion about an obsession. Oh, really? Uh, but the DIY, like the practical side of it, I realize that I have baggage. Oh. Not judgment about other people doing it, but sure. baggage for myself. Sure. So I'm just getting it out there. Okay. So I feel healthy. This will be therapeutic. <laughs> it will be. So for you, though, you're interested, you're intrigued by that practical mm-hmm. element. Mm-hmm. You like the TV shows about the practical element. Love them. But you mostly want to conceive uh, artistic projects artistic projects that uh i like to display in our home i like to make clothes okay make costumes now for my one-year-old daughter soon to be one-year-old daughter i made a bb-8 costume for her nice. i modified a little wampa costume for her uh i'm making a han solo <laughs> costume for her so she's become my muse if yes. you will <laughs> your model <laughs> yes exactly before it was my dog so is it that you are trying that you value creating the thing itself because you could probably go buy a BB-8 costume, right? Yeah, you could, and that's what I that's what I think of is I think how did this obsession begin? And it yeah. really began when I was a kid because this was pre-internet, pre having any sort of you know m- money. Um, yeah. uh, as a child, you're basically yeah, what you have is what you got, yep. you know. So all if I, little MacGyvers just right. work with what's there. Isn't it the truth? I think as children we had such powerful imaginations, and because the lack of resources kind of forced us to come <laughs> uh-huh. up with clever ways of getting new things. Yeah. So for me, I remember I learned how to sew in middle school, and that was when oh my gosh, the world opened up because okay. I could make my own purses. And I really liked retro things, even yeah. back then. I, I loved popples and strawberry shortcake, and I had these sheets that I turned into purses and bags and oh, cool. clothes. So that was really exciting. And then it's like, well, I, I want to make my own jewelry. How can I do that? Okay. So I started, you know, uh, putting little hooks in my old toys and just really simple things. But there was something empowering as a kid to be able to, to do that and make whatever I wanted. Yeah, absolutely. So is there also an element of uh, pride in the reuse of yeah. things, of not just buying everything? Yeah, there was something because... You know, I would find like my bed sheets and I, I really loved them, but they came to a point where it's like, well, I probably shouldn't be using Popple's bed sheets anymore. <laughs> but it, it was kind of cool having that nostalgia around. So yeah. I thought, well, how can I repurpose it and not just, you know, donate them at the garage sale? Yeah. And that was my way. And I, since then, obviously, I've done that with Star Wars. Yeah. And initially, what was funny was with Star Wars, because before her universe, there were no female Star Wars clothes. Right. So if you wanted to wear Star Wars stuff, you kind of had to make it yourself. You had to. So I would go to the men's section, I'd go to the boys' section, and I would make, you know, tank tops, tube tops, dresses, skirts, 
And it was very exciting. And it was also kind of cool because nobody else had it. It was really one of a kind. Yeah, yeah. And it was a way for you to express yourself. Yeah. And create something that's not there. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I find it fascinating the difference between creating something because it just doesn't exist or because you want to create it in your own way or your own vision. Mm -hmm. The thing you were talking about with kids not having access to stuff. I remember being super pissed that there wasn't a little playset of the skiff from mm. Return of the Jedi where, you know, Luke gets yeah. taken out and whining about it to the point where my dad was like, okay, I'll just make you one. Whoa. Yeah. In, it, my dad means well, but it, <laughs> this thing was, he basically made a weapon. He <laughs> cut a jagged piece of wood vaguely oh, no. in the shape of a skiff. Drove nails into it and then connected the nails with wire to be like the guard. And like, here you go. Aww. And at the time, I was like, eh, this will do. I got nothing else. This will do. But it sounds like you have made much more beautiful, practical things than my dad's skiff guard weapon. I like that. That is really, that is really cool. And I guess, you know, maybe it does come from our parents. Because I think my, my mom grew up with not very much money. So she was like, well... Yeah, more than I have. So, you know, you should be content with what you got. And I was yeah. like, no, I, I want to be able to get a new outfit or a new bag. So yeah. that was my way of, of doing that. Yeah. So for like the BB-8 costume, that you, you're creating that though out of a sense of pride in creating the thing. Yeah, I guess so. Because there is something that I like about it being special handmade yeah the the love and attention to detail that gets put into it because it's not going to be made by some you know company mass produced right. it's going to be made by me for my daughter fitted to her body type even though it was in the shape of a ball <laughs> <laughs> and your daughter is of course a large ball right that's, just, that's how babies she come these days is she is <laughs> so Obviously, you make this nice, beautiful thing. You make mm-hmm. it precisely for your daughter. Mm-hmm. But then, like, your daughter will, like, vomit on it and stuff, right? Because she's an infant and she has no choice, right? And she's in a rolling ball costume. <laughs> she, you know what? I was surprised. I thought, oh, this is a one-time thing. Right. And that was the other thing. My husband's like, you're really spending a lot of time on something that she's probably only going to wear once. And I'm like, I, I don't care. Yeah. I want to get it right. And she actually has worn it, I think, three potentially four times and I can actually this is a cool thing about making it myself I can modify it so that she can continue to wear it hopefully over the next year so you just keep expanding it as she grows that's the that's the great thing she'll go to prom in her giant BB-8 costume (laughs) that's slowly been built up (laughs) over the years yeah it'll probably be a little tube top but you know (laughs) so do you get precious about the actual things like it's for your daughter Mm -hmm. and obviously accidents are going to happen yeah so like if something that you slave over that you've made perfect gets damaged how do you feel do you have a push-pull between like uh i'm a mom i know it happens or do you feel a little tortured that bb-8 has grape juice all over him you know what it's i think that i'm so precious about the process Ah. but after it's done it's like okay there's a sense of release i was uh, so funny i was thinking about I made an Imperial probe droid in college. I, I just, I remembered this this morning. I don't have any photos of it, but it was really cool. It was made out of ceramic and I, I uh, made the base so it could roll around. And somehow, I think it, I rolled it over the sidewalk that had a bump in it. Okay. And it and it shattered. Oh. Yeah. And and I, I remember being kind of bummed, but it was like, well, 
it's done. It served its purpose. Right. I could kind of let it go. And in a way, it makes sense because when Han shoots the probe droid, it explodes more quickly and easily than it should. How fitting. <laughs> so really, end. it acted out its purpose perfectly. But yeah, so that makes sense that it's about the process for you. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I never really thought about that until you just you made that point. Because I am a bit of a perfectionist. Yes. You, you may know this about me. Uh, and I, like last week... I decided, oh, I'm going to make lightsaber bubble wands for my daughter's first birthday. Because we have some <laughs> older kids coming, so I thought this would be really fun for them. But then I started thinking, okay, well, if I'm going to do a Mace Windu lightsaber, it can't just be, you know, just black duct tape. It has to look right. It has to be the hilt of his lightsaber, exactly. right? Exactly. So there I am researching his hilt, and I'm cutting up gold and black duct tape. And I, I spent probably like 45 minutes on one bubble wand lightsaber right. that I know is going to be just, you know, torn apart within a minute. Right. I have several questions about this one. Oh, yeah? Okay. So what a bubble wand? Oh. Is that just, like, made out of, like, bubble wrap so kids can whack each other? <laughs> no, so it's actually, um, like, you know, it's a, a, a wand. Yeah. It actually looks like a lightsaber. Okay. It has a, a hilt to handle, and then you open it up, you, like, unscrew it, and then there's this giant wand where you can blow bubbles through. Oh, okay. So it's literally really a bubble cool. wand. Okay. Yeah, so you can, yeah. you're going to be blowing, some lucky kid is going to be blowing bubbles specifically from Mace Windu's lightsaber how cool is that are the bubbles going to be purple to match the color of mace windu's lightsaber that i don't know but okay. the... i'm just creating more work for you yeah <laughs> if i have to add some dye but the other thing i thought was oh this this is dangerous because now i know that they kind of look like lightsabers kids are going to be playing and bubble stuff is going to fly everywhere yeah so, uh, not responsible for that but yeah i just i do get a little obsessive about making it perfect right and then what ends up happening is because i tend to procrastinate i get backed up against a, my time and i'm like oh shoot this has to be done by tomorrow that at some point i'm just like okay it's good enough right but i do get a little uh freaky about now, that how do you when you're in those moments and you rationally know the child doesn't care <laughs> they may or may not care that it's mace windu's lightsaber right they certainly aren't going to get on your back about actually the gold part of his lightsaber curves at this angle right so that you know rationally that the kid doesn't care I do. are you cognizant of why you care that it's perfect hmm. i think i do like to be right i know that that is that okay. is a thing um but i also did find that I originally made one that was not screen accurate. Okay. <laughs> and You monster. I did. and Because it was just fast and easy. I'm like, who cares? And I looked at it and I thought, this doesn't look right. Right. How can I make this better? In some ways, I guess I can think of it like George Lucas. You know, how can I make this better? <laughs> Constantly refining something, which, right. you know, sometimes I do do. I go back to old crafts and I, I kind of tweak them a little bit just because. Um, but yeah, so... I don't, I don't know why that is. Do you expect it out of the rest of the world? Like if you went to a no. Star Wars themed birthday party no. and somebody had lightsaber bubble wands and they were just crap. You know what? No. I really admire when anybody takes the time to make anything. Yeah. There's something really sweet and special about that, This, especially in this day and age. So I never would judge anyone at all. I think it's, I'm like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> but for some reason, when it comes to me, I'm like, it has to be just right. Okay. So, yeah. But, you know, also, I think part of it, too, is that it's kind of therapeutic 
because I do have a lot of things going on in my in my brain. Yeah. Being able to just focus on something using my hands, it right. allows that side of my brain to just shut off and just focus on that task. Right. And it's really it's very relaxing. Yeah. You know? I've been thinking about that more lately because I think there are di- there are a lot of different kinds of projects obviously that you can call DIY and you can get into that creative kind where it is about always searching for the idea. Mm-hmm. And that's really stretching a different part of your mind and your soul mm-hmm. than just assembling something. Right. And assembling it in in a way you can kind of turn your brain off. I don't know. I think there's something to humans where like we are happiest when we have a clear purpose. Yeah. And that we can just kind of march forward. And for things like writing, it can be a clear purpose, but you can stumble a lot along the way. But right. just making something with your hands, it's a different part of your brain, I think. Maybe it just sort of it, it quiets the existential dread for a few minutes where you're just like, <laughs> why am I here? To make the perfect Mace Windu lightsaber <laughs> yes. for this kid's party. That is why I'm here for now. Exactly. No existential dread. Except like after an hour, I'm like, why did I spend what? an hour making a Mace Windu lightsaber bubble wand? Fair eh, enough. All right. What is the worst project you've ever made? Oh, gosh. Where they either didn't turn out or it was so, your investment was so torturous to your soul. Yeah. There was one. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you look so sad. I really, I really pride myself on always trying to, to figure out a way to make it work. Okay. Even if it's not perfect, okay. it's okay because Tim I... Tim Gunn, right? That's his... Yeah. Make it work. Make it work. Yeah, I love... Oh, God, I love Project One Way. I digress. <laughs> so there was one project where I was working with this um, online show called Dweebcast. Okay. And they were like, oh, come on and make crafts and, and show people how to do stuff. I thought, oh, that's awesome. I love that. So they, I came up with the idea of an Iron Man arc reactor mason jar. <laughs> light. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot the light part. So uh, there was going to be... All right. Yeah, I know. Great. This already sounds disastrous, right? It sounds like you were blindfolded in like 2010 <laughs> and you had to throw darts at a board of kind of popular things. <laughs> you know what it was? Is that I think I was looking on Pinterest and there's been a kind of a popular thing with mason jars lately and crafts. Oh, yeah. They're right? everywhere. And I remember actually seeing it in New Orleans. It's really cool mason jar light. So it was just like a uh, an old bulb, old timey bulb, yeah. inside a mason jar, and it had the cord, and you could hang it in your apartment. I thought it was really cool, yeah. and I thought, wouldn't it be cooler if it was an Iron Man arc reactor <laughs> mason right. jar light? Not- Self powering, right? Like an actual arc reactor. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> but what I ended up doing was I tried spray painting the inside of the mason jar glass. I sprayed it. I don't even know how many times I sprayed it. It still never became opaque. Okay. And then I had to create the arc reactor stencil yeah. on the glass. And I, I, oh my gosh, Joseph, it was so <laughs> bad. And I, I did finish it. Yeah. But then I had to go on the show and explain how to do it. Right. And I remember... <laughs> First get real frustrated. <laughs> so, Step one. So as I'm going through the steps, the, the producer is like, wow, yeah, this is real. Uh. <laughs> and I remember when the video came out, he's like, if, if any of you can do this, I wish you luck or something like that. I'm like, yeah, this was a failed project. Did you get response from people of like, that's too complicated? Or did they find ways to simplify it? There was the, the group think the worst kind of response 
Silence. Oh. Silence. But you know what? I'm glad. As opposed to somebody saying that really sucks. Oh, yeah. So is, is the arc reactor mason jar hanging in your home? No, it was actually shoved in the closet and then it broke, which <laughs> there was something kind of comforting about that. I'm like, oh, that, that thing is gone. done. Oh, what a disaster. <laughs> Do you swear a lot when you're making craft projects, DIY projects, and it's frustrating? No, I actually don't swear at all. Okay. Uh, just out of habit, I say things like blast, <laughs> gosh darn it, frack. Do you say them with actual, like, true anger and frustration? Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Can can we role play a little bit? Okay. Can we? You're you're back. What year was this with the arc reactor? Like <laughs> this was like two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Okay. You're they're building the arc reactor. Yeah. It's not going well. You are are having a hard time with the stencil. Right. And you're it's late at night. You're at your peak frustration. Oh. Swear. Sh- tell me exactly what it sounds like. Oh my gosh! What the frack? Oh, oh guy. <laughs> I need some gummy worms. Because <laughs> I stress eat. Okay, so you stress eat gummy I, worms in yeah. particular? When I, gummy worms, I've now gone to pretzel sticks, pickled popcorn. No, Pi- wait, pickle popcorn from Trader Joe's is my latest vice. So it is. it tastes like pickles? It tastes like a combination of buttered pickles now do you like that or are you punishing yourself because the craft project's not going well it's so good but then i get you know all the residue on my fingers and i I can't finish my craft project so maybe there's something psychological about that but so you are do does eating it calm you down or are you angry eating pickle popcorn I don't even know how to describe it, but yeah, I'm just shoving popcorn in my <laughs> mouth as I'm like trying to figure out how I'm going to make this work because okay. I am going to make it work. Oh, absolutely. Somehow. You're going to Tim gun it. Yeah, no Tim gun what. it. Yeah, there's right. going to be a runway show. So I got something to show. That is pretty great. You're, I like your swearing because it has a lot of just guttural. Ah. <laughs> it's just a lot of, yeah, <laughs> groans. If you could make a DIY project with any character from Star Wars. <gasps> Who would you want to work with on a project? Oh, I would say Boba Fett. <laughs> Just because I would really love to figure out a way to use a jetpack somehow. Mm, mm. I, I don't, I, this, I mean, this would be a really extensive craft project for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> plus, I like his armor, which I've never really been able to make armor yet. Okay. Maybe he could teach me a few things. Okay, do you think Mandalorian he armor. has, he's done a lot of DIY upgrades to his Mandalorian armor himself, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think, and I think he'd be kind of fun to be around, and I think that he'd be a good mentor for me. He gets stuff done. Yeah. I'm sure that Boba Fett, like Tim Gunn, says to himself, like, I don't know how I'm going to get this bounty. I'm going to make it work. And I think that he also would kind of be like, he'd help me get over the whole perfectionism thing. He'd be like, it's fine. Just just keep moving. He'd right. be a great coach. Uh, he has his eye on the goal, totally. right? Totally, yeah. Cool. So he would be good to make, to be like an assistant. Yeah. To inspire you, to make sure it keeps moving, yeah. give you some hints about if you needed to have any knee darts in your projects. <laughs> uh, if you had a, a character who was going to design your home for you, like redesign your home, mm. would that be Boba Fett or would that be a different character? No, he, uh, no, I would think. He's not I good mean, with living spaces, Boba Fett, no. Th- you know who I would love? Jabba the Hutt. Oh, really? 
Yes. Yeah. I think he has kind of this bohemian vibe going on with like the throw pillows, you know? And I think he knows how to throw a good party. So right. he'd know how to set up the space so it's great for entertaining. Yeah. Um, and then Salacious B. Crumb would be along making me laugh. It would be, oh my gosh, can you imagine if this was a show on HGTV where Jabba and Salacious B. Crumb come to your home and help you restyle it? It would be so slow because it takes Jabba a while to speak <laughs> as he slowly says, I think the Ottoman should be in the romance corner and then using like, feng shui. And then going from room, let's go to the next room. Slowly <laughs> go. <laughs> Nice. I like that you appreciate his aesthetic. So is that why you're having him permanently in your home in this uh, coffee table you're building? I just, I, I love Jabba. He's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, and I love Return of the Jedi. And I actually started building his little throne room palace. I, I, I can't remember what I used. I believe it was like foam board and some uh, paper mache. And um, so, yeah, I got some of the dancers. I have Max Rebo in the corner there. Yeah. So it's, it's coming together. But You said like three years you've been working on that one. I miss, you know, it's probably more like four or five years. So did your husband, did Josh build the actual furniture thing? <laughs> yeah. Actually, how it came about was he had this old uh, couch from his parents. And it was from the 1970s. It really was not comfortable. But it had beautiful wood sides. But then okay. the center was like black leather. And I'm like, oh, we don't, I don't want to have a black leather couch. He goes, <laughs> he was really upset about it. Okay. And here we go. He wanted to be able to hold on to it. Right. So, so he wants like, to reuse it and repurpose it. Yeah, exactly. And so he's like, okay, you've always talked about a shadow box coffee table. How about if we make it into that? <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah, right. Okay, sure. And I come home and there he is building this shadow box coffee table and he even made it so that it can light up inside with like this red light it's so cool yeah um but yet yeah, it's, it's not finished and that's totally my fault i drop i dropped the ball <laughs> so he's done his part and he's now you done his part. yeah you have a lot of projects though, that you're working on that's part of the problem i have so i have so many like half finished projects that's why i talk about the deadline if i know that i have a deadline i have to get it done right. otherwise i have you know different different things in the closet that are awaiting my attention yeah now how long have you been married i've been let's see we got married oh my gosh we've been dating since 2000 we were dating 2010 okay and then we just got married three years ago. okay so you've been together about six years oh total gosh, this is terrible what year is it it's 2016 okay so i think we got married in 2014 oh my gosh <laughs> this is so bad you need to build yourself some sort of uh, calendar Maybe? Oh my god! A reminder system? I'm going to blame it on mommy brain. <laughs> Josh, forgive me. No, oh, that's totally understandable. I was curious how long uh, you'd been together in general. Because oh, I yeah, love sure. that you said, that he said to you, you know how you've always talked about a shadow box table? The way somebody else would say, you know how you've always talked about wanting to go to Paris? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, shadow box coffee table. That was my big, my big idea. And yeah. he, he gave it to me. And so he'll, he'll sometimes look at it inside with all the action figures like they've fallen over. And okay. Like, oh, still waiting. Still waiting for you. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm I'm uh, taking care of our one-year-old. So, you know, we'll have to wait. So you're obviously ambitious. You make lots of different things. They're almost always creative, but 
often have a practical, almost always have a practical thing. Yes. Every once in a while they're first eggs, but you know, hey, a coffee table, you put coffee on it. Yeah. <laughs> you put remote controls on it and clothes you can wear and all that stuff. And the lightsaber wands, the kids are going to be able to blow bubbles on each other. All practical. Is there somewhere you would draw the line where you're like, that's not something that I would make? Uh, mm. I think the thing I was thinking of in particular is if you had the ability to build a sentient robot. You know, I would love, I would love it if I could, but I know that my skill set is not quite there. But if Josh came home and said, hey, <laughs> I, I know I haven't been around, I was getting a robotics degree, and I think I've cracked this, I think I can give sentience to a robot, and you just need to like build it and make it look cool. Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> I would do it, because I would want to make sure that we instill it with, uh, with some good. Right. You know? Because that's a whole other thing. The robot's taking over. Because um, <laughs> I, 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 I read an article about like AI and you know that this they of course made it very scary. So I would want to be at the forefront of that technology okay. to make sure it turns out okay. What would you do to make sure that your sentient robot was kind to humanity? I'd give him a heart like the Tin Man. <laughs> So in order to make sure that the robot was good, you'd rip a heart out of a human and put it in a robot. Well, I'm putting words in your mouth. Yeah, maybe just like being thoughtful. Okay. Right? <laughs> being, being considerate. Right. That would be really a good trait so you would give for the robot to have. The robot a, a consideration chip. Yeah. Can you imagine? It, all, it kind of would be like C-3PO, come to think of it. Oh, right. right. Oh, maybe maybe that's where I would go with it. You would build? Would you build C three PO or would you build a, a general protocol droid? Maybe a general protocol droid. I think that'd be very helpful for all of us. Yeah. I know for me, you know, I'm right. like, how how can uh, you know three PO? Tell me how I can throw a party, and so he might. You know, here's some conversation tips. And oh yeah, stuff like that. I think it could actually be very useful in this day and age. Yeah, and you could say three PO. When was I married? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> September 21st, 2014. I am a monster. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. This is not right. November 17th, 2006. For, oh, really? For me, yeah. Wow. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Oh. That's <laughs> wonderful. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. We got it engraved in our rings, so we can mm. never forget. But we thought that that was sweet and lovely, just regardless to have the date of your wedding on your wedding ring. And then we also joke like, well, and if either of us ever forget in conversation... And then I realized that's a really awkward conversation. If somebody says, well, when did you get married? And you take off your wedding ring. <laughs> Honestly, that would be happening right now. But I'd be doing it on the sly like, uh, 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 uh. I, can't, I can't do it. Excellent. What would you name your, uh, your protocol droid that you've taught to respect and consider others? Jancy. <laughs> I don't know why. That just came in my head. Jancy. Jancy or Chancy? Chan Ooh, Chansey's kind of good. Chansey, that sounds dangerous. That sounds like a rebel <laughs> droid. Like, we, you never know what you're going to get with Chansey. <laughs> kind of risky, that droid. <laughs> no, I, I like Jansey. Jan for short. Maybe it would stand for something, but I, I don't know. Yeah, Jansey. It sounds kind of happy. Yeah. Which I would want this robot to be. Upbeat, cheery. Yeah, you would build Jansey the happy robot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> Do you ever do DIY projects? Mm, no. I'm a perfectionist, so I was even afraid of trying it. Yeah. Uh, I admire the people who undertake them. 
Did you ever try a DIY project and then have it go wrong? No. You've never tried one? No. Oh, definitely. Let's see. Uh, I've, you know, I work on my car. I've hung blinds. I've hung doors, you know, uh, cabinetry work, you know, uh, refinished uh, wood, uh, all kinds of little stuff like that. Have you ever taught yourself to do anything via YouTube? Uh, yeah. yeah, like nail designs. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, my niece had a problem with her car in the middle of the night, and she called me, and I looked up a YouTube video how to get her car started. Did it work? Absolutely. Awesome. If you could use DIY to fix anything broken in your life, metaphorical or literal, what would you fix? Some flaws of my personality. Anxiety. Uh, I would fix my kitchen. Yeah. I would fix my broken heart, to be honest, or her broken heart. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on my bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah, it's falling apart. Yeah. My dad did not do it well. No? <laughs> no. Uh, okay, DIY. What, should it, what would it stand for if not do it yourself? Uh, I do not know. I do not know. That, that's too hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, D. Don't. I. Instigate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Drive. In, oh God, what word starts with Y? Yellow. Dance if you know. (laughs) Dance if you want to. (laughs) Without the W, I guess. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. We ask everybody these questions, or variations of them. Do you think about DIY projects every day? Yes, I do. Because you're working on one every day, right? Yeah, or I'm like, I get inspired by something and think, oh, I, I got to try that. Or I have an event where I think, oh, it would be really cool to make a purse or it'd be really cool to make some jewelry. Right. Um, and actually, I'm going to be, I think, reopening my Etsy store. So now I really have some craft projects to tackle. What all is on your Etsy store? Like uh, necklaces, jewelry, yeah. practical stuff? Basically, a lot of jewelry. So things like what I'm wearing right now, which is this Boba Fett Micro Machines locket. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so if you open him up, you see the little, uh, what is it, the, the Sarlacc and yeah. uh, Boba right oh. there. Oops, it, <laughs> and there's comes a little out. Boba inside. Yeah, there's a little Boba inside. It's like uh, what, what they used to call Polly Pockets okay. back in the day. So right. I thought that this was kind of a fun way to repurpose Star Wars Micro Machines. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you ever had a dream about DIY projects? Um, yeah, and actually what I like to do sometimes is when I'm stuck. I will go, I'll kind of think about it as I lay in bed. And a lot of times when I wake up, I've resolved it or I figured out how I can make it work. Okay. You just like wake up with the idea in the morning? Yeah. Or is it the middle of the night, like a crazed inventor and you have to like scrawl on the walls or? Well, sometimes that too, where I'll be, I'll be laying in bed. I'm just starting to fall asleep and I go, oh my gosh, that's it. Okay. So I jot it down on my phone, you know, but I I think I, I heard about that when I was in college where it's like, if you're, if you're studying and you go to sleep, you know, sometimes it will kind of help you remember things or work it out in your brain. Yeah. I do that with memorizing uh, scripts or sometimes stand up if it's more elaborate thing of like, think about it before bed. Sure. But have you ever had like a stress dream Oh, where you feel like, you're being chased by mason jars or Tony Stark is throwing mason jars at you or like something super specific. I, I can't think of one in particular, but absolutely. I mean, I'm sure I have a lot of stress dreams, especially involving a lot of water, being surrounded by water. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, but it's a little scary. Well, obviously people 
can be afraid of water because of the whole you know drowning stuff and that. Mm-hmm. But often water is also uh, amniotic. It's that calming womb feeling. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh, so, we're going deep. Yeah. That's cool. Have you ever crafted with water? Um, that seems dangerous. Yeah. I feel like I have, and I don't think it's turned out well because I'm not remembering it. Okay. So I perhaps <laughs> blocked it out of my mind. Okay. So in these stress water dreams, they're not specific to DIY. That's just kind of your go-to stress dream. Yeah, I think so. Or I, I sometimes will have dreams about when I was a server. Oh, And I've yeah. forgotten to ring in a table's order. Okay. Oh, my gosh. And then the panic sets in. I have a lot of dreams about that. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I have a lot of the... Uh, I forgot to finish one dumb thing for college for school yeah and also the big one is when you have a show that no one told you about you're like this would be so cool if someone had told me about it oh my god i would have been ready that is stressful uh here's a kind of weird one because you're a married person would you break up with someone who hated diy projects it would be very, I mean, I think that what made uh, our relationship work was that he was into DIY and yeah. that we could kind of geek out over it because if he wasn't into it, I think that he he might find it overwhelming, all my craft projects and ideas. Right. Because, you know, he'll come up with ideas like, oh, why don't we see if we can expand the second bedroom? We can build a staircase. <laughs> and some people might go, what? And I'm like, Okay. Show me how you think it would work. Yeah. There's something kind of fun about that, at tackling these new projects together as right. a couple. So, yeah, I, I can't imagine if Josh was not into DIY. Yeah, a couple should be able to, like, work through problems together. So nice. it is a literal problem of where are we going to put this staircase I want to build? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will it lead to anywhere? I, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Would you confirm or reject a Supreme Court justice nominee based on their opinion? of DIY projects? Well, no. I mean, I know that everyone has their own opinions, and so it's always good to have a balance of opinions. So, no, I may not like them, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I can respect that. I mean, I've I've gotten people where they're like, why are you making that? Why are you spending all that time? Or, you know, uh, everything on Pinterest is just, you're going to end up spending more money and more time. Yeah. So, I get it. But for me, I just enjoy it. And so. Right. What, what you, you have a do? perspective on why you're doing it. You're not right. doing it to is a shortcut or to save time or money. No, I do it because I, I love doing yeah. it. And I think it's fun. So if you were in the position to vote for confirming or denying a Supreme mm. Court justice nominee and you didn't really fully agree with them politically, that you have a couple of points where like, eh, I'm a little concerned about this. But they showed up in their own fucking robe that they made like out of old curtains with pictures of Captain America <laughs> on them, would you be like, I'm a little more inclined to vote for that person because they made their own robes and they're really cool. You know what? I would. And the reason why is because there's something about their resourcefulness mm. that I can appreciate problem solving that I think will okay. be helpful. Um, also, yeah, being able to potentially be creative, think outside the box. These are all great things that I would like to see. Okay, cool. So, uh, that's an answer I love. That yeah. if a justice showed up dressed in old Captain America <laughs> curtains. I'd approve. I'd trust that person. Yeah. This is more of a uh, physical, crafty mm. uh, DIY thing, since that's a little bit a part of your obsession. Not a lot of what you do, but you're certainly involved with it now mm-hmm. with Josh. Would you live in a house on top of a volcano 
that was built by one of these like DIY house shows? Mm, no, I'm. I mean, I try to be an adventurous person, but I would never live anywhere other than Southern California, <laughs> let alone on a on a volcano. You would that not just trust sounds... the spirit of DIY to make no. a volcano safe house. No, I mean it's like when I see those those tiny houses. Yeah, I mean they look really cool and it's quite impressive what they can fit in there. But yeah. I would never live in a tiny house. <laughs> I just wouldn't, and I wouldn't live in a house. I feel like that's a Dr. Seuss book, you know. I, I would live not in a... live in a house on a volcano. I would not live in a tiny house exactly. with a mouse. Why not the tiny house for you? Because I like, I have craft projects. Where oh, am right. I going to put all my my? Oh crafts? my god! Yeah, it would just be overflowing. Oh my gosh! Before, <laughs> with mason jars. Yeah, before we had our current place, I mean, we didn't really have a, a garage, so it was um, it, you would just open up the closet, and it was like a joke. All these, you know foam balls and things like that would come <laughs> flying out so my garage is, is needed nice nice would you get a diy related tattoo oh absolutely okay yeah i've even thought about it like what would i get fabric scissors a sewing machine <laughs> like you know a glue gun uh, things like that well, a hot glue gun is a pretty cool tattoo because it's kind of badass yeah I think so, too. I mean, maybe if I was a different type of girl, I'd get it like uh, some sort of crafty sleeve on my arm, <laughs> different, like colorful tattoos. But, you know, first I got to get a Death Star and then yeah. then maybe the craft. So you don't have any tattoos now? I do. I have a small a small star, but okay. that's about it. Are so. you comfortable with saying where? Uh, Yeah, it's just on my hip. Okay. And do you want to get a Death Star one, you said? I want to get something Star Wars related. Yeah. Absolutely. Have but you decided where? On your shoulder? No, I haven't decided where. Okay. And that's part of the problem. I yeah. know it's a big commitment. Right. So yeah, you got to wait yeah. until you know. And you find the right artist who can execute those types of right. elaborate Star Wars drawings. Okay, so first you get a, the first Death Star. Mm-hmm, the first Death Star. First Death Star. Yes, exactly. Would Let's you get a Death Star that was firing little hot glue guns? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that'd be kind of weird looking. You know what would be cool is if I, another thing on my list is to be able to learn how to knit or crochet. That would be cool if it was like a Death Star yarn ball with the needles going through it. Oh yeah. Oh man, see now I kind of have to learn how to crochet and knit just for that tattoo. My wife is a huge knitter, crocheter. And so maybe we'll have to talk about me getting that tattoo. Oh, (laughs) it's, I mean, there is something really, it looks so calming when I see people knitting. There's so many great things that you can make, but I just haven't had the time to tackle that one yet. Yeah, I think you might like it in terms of, uh, you were talking about how it's good for you to process things and just be in your own little world in right. the right knitting project once you get going you can space out and just your hands move sarah often does it while we're watching television oh. and sometimes it's almost eerie because you know she's watching all attention is on the television and then her hands are just going 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 oh i love that <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. that's so cool all right here is the last how obsessed are you question it's a weird question i ask it of everybody okay if you couldn't do diy projects without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch would you still do diy projects <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i know that would just be really painful. But yeah. I mean, I would take the hit. Okay. I guess. Um, and because this is this is such a huge part of my life. Yeah. I cannot imagine what it would be like without it. Right. Because, you know, I, I love to be able to say, oh, I'll just make it. I right. Can't, I can't find it. I'll just make it. 
Right. It's, it's really empowering. And especially as an actor or being in the industry, you oftentimes feel very helpless or at the mercy of other people. Right. So being able to, you know, record your own podcast or make your own YouTube videos, that's also kind of DIY. Absolutely. You know, so being able to do that, it makes me feel good about myself. It makes me feel like I'm in charge of my career and I'm not leaving my fate up to the Hollywood gods, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. You can have agency over your own actions. Yeah. So I think it's cool that you right away say, I would take the punch because oftentimes other people offer it <laughs> to their loved ones pass no, it off to their loved ones no. you're a very good noble person so you're like no i will take it i will sacrifice uh, a lot of people also uh try to barter or bargain with this question oh. and i think this is another sign that you're a good noble person and you're just like i just accept it yeah but here's what i think happens hmm. we'll do a little improv i think this question uh, can be interpreted lots of different ways so mm-hmm. i think you say yes i will take the crotch punch like once a month to like a netflix subscription <laughs> to pay for all the diy projects oh my goodness. but then you learn how to like smelt and you make some armor oh, so it doesn't even hurt oh there you go because you were so good there you, you have go some, some nice crotch armor you put on once a month and I'm ready. It won't be made out of craft foam because right now that's the only type of armor I know how to make. Well, that'd be pretty good. Actually, you, it didn't ha- wouldn't have to be armor. It could be like this massive pillow thing. <laughs> I have a build giant a pillow fort on your crotch. Yeah. I have a giant job with a hut pillow. Oh yeah, just put him there right there. I wouldn't feel any sort of impact. Just strap so, a belt on Java and you're good to go. Yeah, who cares about the crotch punch? Awesome. I I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Can mm. you make a noise to sum up your obsession with DIY projects? <laughs> it's like a mix of, of deviousness with glee and uh, planning. Yeah, so devious planning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why why the devious side, but sometimes, uh, I, yeah, maybe it's because I know my husband will be like, oh boy, what well, is this one? Th- this is fascinating to me because I think this is a pretty intense obsession. Yeah. I think it is mostly positive. mostly it's all positive well yeah but there's that little bit of darkness where you i used to describe diy projects is d-i-t-y of do it to yourself because (laughs) i would embark on projects that i know i shouldn't i didn't need to and then it would stress me out because i have to do all this stuff and it sounds like every once in a while you do that yeah we're like sometimes like i'm making something to sell i'm making something to Calm my soul. I'm making something just to be beautiful and aesthetic in our home. And other times, like, I'm making something elaborate because I just want it to be elaborate. Right. So there's that little bit of darkness. Yeah, no, I see that. The punishing side of it, sure. Just a little. Just a little smidge. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're in balance. Yeah, thank you. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) uh, I've been rating people's obsessions. Oh. Uh, I've been giving people a seven. Uh So something out of seven. Uh, I think for you, it will be mason jars. So out of seven <laughs> m- potential mason jars of obsession, I think you might be six mason jars really? obsessed. I, I appreciate that. I think I'm taking it as a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and tr- I have so many mason jars, you don't even know because, they're, like I said, they're the hottest craft item right now. <laughs> they can be used as vases. They can be, you can you, you know, put presents inside of them for Christmas. The possibilities are endless. A lot of places in L.A. put cocktails in oh my mason gosh. jars. Yeah. They're not particularly easy to drink out of. <laughs> no. That my... is the commitment that our culture has to fucking mason jars. My husband, before this fad began, had them and I and I hated using them. <laughs> I've since embraced them. 
Do you drink out of them? I drink out of the mason jars. <laughs> yep, yep. Not craft cocktails, but, you know. But just beer. <laughs> Water. Water. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet and anything else you want to plug? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa. You can also find me on YouTube where I am trying to make weekly Star Wars videos, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. And yeah, oh, you can also find my website, JennyLanda.com, where sometimes I'll post how-tos and DIYs oh, and cool. things like that. Yeah, awesome. Uh, these are the final questions. They don't have anything to do with your obsession, but they can if you want. Okay. If you had a little door in your house that magically opened to a different place, Ooh. what would that place be? Narnia. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus and Truffula, what was it, Truff, Truffula Delights? Truff, Truffula Tr Are those Narnia Turkish, things? Turkish Delights. Yes, they were these little treats that the Ice Queen would give to the children. Oh, okay. Turkish Delights. I always wanted one as a child, and I always found Mr. Tumnus to be fascinating. Okay. I don't know Narnia uh, mm. well, mm -hmm. that whole thing. So when you are crafting mm -hmm. and you get upset and you say frack <laughs> and then you say, I need some of these, what, what are they called? Thomas's Tum Tums? What did you call this? Turkish Delights. Turkish Delights. Mm -hmm. And they are candy? I think so. I mean, maybe they're chocolates. I don't know what they are. They're not exactly. marijuana? <laughs> well, who knows with Ice Queen. <laughs> or what was she? Ice Witch. Maybe she, I can't remember, but yeah. Okay. So Ice Mean Person. Yeah. Uh, so you would get mad and you would march through your, your magical door in your house. And you would eat these Turkish delights. Yeah, it would be so lovely to be there. Although I guess, I mean, it could be slightly dangerous if the ice witch is still around. But it was a really beautiful place. Yeah. And there's something calming about nice. that. Nice, nice. And it could be British, which I also appreciate. <laughs> so you walk through the door and you would automatically be British? Hello. <laughs> Where are my Turkish delights? Can you, can you swear in your British accent? Fake swear like you do? Blast. Blast, governor. <laughs> Perfect. That's my answer for everything. Uh, next question. If you could shoot one of these things out of your hands, Ooh. which would you choose? Bees or quarters? Oh, well, ooh. Ooh. That would mean ah, maybe quarters? Yeah. Can you imagine going to Vegas? Just like throwing them at the slot machine? <laughs> oh, yeah, and everybody would think you constantly won. Yeah, that'd be like awesome. Like something inside your body won, and all the quarters come Yeah, I'm out. terrified of bees, so I would not want to be anywhere near okay. them. And then I almost feel like you'd have to use that power for evil, so Ye I just don't want to go there. Yeah, I mean, the clear reason to use bees is to attack your enemies, of yeah. course. But right. then maybe you could use them to... Make, make honey, honey. <laughs> <laughs> sure delicious honey for tea why not it's kind of time consuming I yeah. shoot bees out of my hands real quick and then they have to form a society and make a comb it's and all that bullshit work Just... but see, quarters you could even use it in los angeles with all the parking meters oh yeah this is a great skill to have <laughs> i've never thought about this superpower excellent i like it so the final question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness hmm Happiness is within yourself. <laughs> Being content with where you are. Um, you know, wow, that's a really uh, deep question. What is happiness? Happiness is family. Happiness is love. Happiness is um, having control over your destiny. Realizing that you have control oh, over your yeah. destiny, which is obviously a big thing in Star Wars. Right. Um, yeah, because I think that oftentimes we can get stuck in... As a child, I would get frustrated because I didn't get a lot of the cool things that some of my other friends had. 
So a way for me to find happiness was to make it myself. Right. And so, yeah, I didn't have to be wallowing. I could be happy. Right. So instead of waiting to see if like the Sharper Image or the Sky Mall magazine ever makes <laughs> a Java shadow box coffee table, you're like, damn it, I'm going to do it myself. And that makes me happy. <laughs> that is great. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Hello, this is Jennifer Landa. There has been a slight correction that you heard from this previous podcast. The correct date for Jennifer and Josh Bush's wedding is September 20th, 2014. Thank you so much for listening.